Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, wherein two early 40s curmudgeons stare down the prospect of their quickly impending entertainment relevance. I am your co-host. My name is Noah Tarno. I am the founder and senior quiz master of the big quiz thing. The Trivia Game Show Spectacular. And joining me, as always... I'm William Kevin Scurry, a junior of American Caesar Enterprises. Is your middle name really Kevin? It is, uh, it, is, it is Kevin, yep. But Kevin's your brother's name. I know. They, they, they ran out of names. Is your brother's middle name Bill? No, it's Gerald. I don't... You, you goyish... I don't understand the Gentiles. <laughs> the way you name your kids, I tell you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. So uh, every episode we take a look at a pop culture phenomenon and try to figure out if we understand it or not and what we think of it. And today, the last few episodes, we've been trying to get something timely. And, and we got someone who's uh, in the news a lot. His first name is Donald. <laughs> and his last name is Glover. We're looking at Donald McKinley Glover Jr. Polymath Entertainment Phenomenon. It's good. Phenomenon. say the word. Phenomenon. So Donald Glover best known well now he's known for a lot of things he is a graduate of new york university and he went almost straight from college to being a writer on 30 rock he had also from nyu been involved in a comedy group called Derek that uh, got a lot of notoriety on the internet and uh, actually had a movie that i've never seen he was a writer in 30 rock and he springboarded that into uh being a cast member of the show community for i believe four or five seasons and then uh simultaneously he was a musician and a dj he's a musician under the name childish gambino and he's recorded uh, several albums of hip-hop and r&b to quite a bit of success the last year, year and a half or so has really been uh, a big moment for Donald Glover. Uh, not only did he create and stars in the FX show Atlanta, uh, which I believe he's done some directing of and writing of, along with his younger brother, Stephen Glover. A Childish Gambino has a new album coming out, and the first single from it debuted at number one. It is called This Is America, and the video uh, has become much discussed all over the internet. Uh, it is a powerful, timely, provocative video, worth talking about. A lot of hot takes on the internet, and certainly worthwhile. So Donald Glover, uh, at the age of 34, is um, quite a titan in the world of modern entertainment. Also, my God, almost forgot, he is currently starring in theaters as Lando Calrissian in Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, the Star Wars prequel that, uh, have you seen? I haven't seen it yet. Have you no, seen it, com it comes out next Friday. Oh, I thought it was out last week. Nope. 2019, next year, he'll be playing Simba in the, because the whole world needed it, the Disney remake of The Lion <laughs> King. He's been in Spider-Man Homecoming. He's been Magic Mike XL, XXL. There was a, uh, he was a stand-up comedian. You can watch some of his stand-up specials on Netflix. You know, here's a guy who's been wildly successful in about five different things that I failed at. So good for him. Uh, so what do we want to say about Donald Glover? Do we get Donald Glover? Do we not get Donald Glover? Bill Skurig, what do you think? Well, I think we get this guy. I mean, I think everybody gets this yeah. guy. I don't know who... Well, not ev Trust me. Not okay, everybody. not everybody gets him. I, I was going to say, if you're listening to this podcast and if you're our superannuated age, you, you understand who he is at this point. You just might not know everything he's done. You might not know how good he is at everything he's done. I'm going to sort of a, a, a Mobius strip this thing by saying I'm incredibly 
incredibly jealous of him looping into what oh, we're going to eventually talk to later on because he's I one don't, of those, don't even get me started on that he's one of those, i already did get myself started he's one of those guys who's the smartiest smarty pants in the room it's yeah, obvious yeah, that he is just yeah. an opsimath or polymath or some kind of math he of he maths. honestly has turned into just about the best at anything he's attempted to do i, I got an asterisk on that but finish. all right but but i just the thing is it's like i didn't watch community uh i i dipped in and out of community as a thing i really appreciated dan Harmon's sense of humor i didn't know he was in there i thought he was kind of buried under all the joel McHale's and the uh, chevy chases but yeah who knew that there was you know danny pooty and him had this uh weird friendship in, in the center of it and then so much of the show in its later run became fixated on cultivating Using the, the charisma of those two actors and the chemistry they had, and obviously Donald Glover's own ability as an actor that he was discovering to create this relationship. So, I mean, maybe he stamped out his public persona with Community, which I, I didn't watch, but I appreciated from a distance. I don't think I picked up on him again until... Maybe until Atlanta. That might have been the next thing I noticed of him where I was like, I'm watching his actual output. Because I didn't listen to Gambino's stuff. I thought Gambino, just based on how he seemed to be treating it at first, I thought it was a side project. And I know that's it's rough to say, but the way that sometimes actors will uh, uh, do either music or rap or as a, as a side project, I wonder is like, is this just a fuck around? Is this yeah, just something like, the guy's doing? Because he, because he's got the an free- Eddie Murphy party all the time situation is what you, yeah is what you expected yeah. Well, was this self indulgent? Was this just a vanity yeah. trip? Because believe me, there are a lot. I mean, does anybody care about Dog Star? Keanu Reeves band? No, I don't think so. And it's seven seconds. Well, Keanu Reeves cared about it. Cat, right, but there's a, there's a long history of side projects yeah. that just seem like yeah, indulgences so. that yeah. People- no, Eddie, Eddie Murphy was just ego. It was like, hey, I you know. I'm the biggest comedy star and then had sex with 8 billion women. Now let's prove I'm the greatest singer in the world. And yeah. If I give Rick James enough cocaine, it'll help make that happen. But it turns out this guy is just as good at that as everything. It's like quite yeah. literally, he decided to go into marble sculpture. I think he would make a masterpiece by 2019. <laughs> and that's, I mean, it's amazing to watch. I feel like if our pop culture landscape, in addition to having some of the most dreggiest dregs of all yeah. time, at their respective stations, whether it's in visual arts, TV, we also have some of the best at the same time. Some of the, like, quite literally the very best people who've ever done this. And in a way, it's like, could Donald Glover have prospered to this degree if you did not have this weird balkanized, fractured media landscape where he can do a top-line uh, ABC, uh, NBC sitcom, and then he can do a mixtape, and he can make movies and sell screenplays, and then sell this really boutique niche FX show that's part surreal, part comedic, part dramatic, mm-hmm. part part sad. There's a lot of things going on. Oh, and yeah, and, and like you said, Lando Calrissian. It's like on top of everything else, the guy is doing... Yeah, he's in a freaking Star Wars movie, yeah. He's in a Star Wars movie on top of everything else. <laughs> so you have all this very hyper-specific niche stuff that is designed for its audience, you know, that is asking... Uh, a lot of people, if you're going to watch Atlanta and you're not from Atlanta, and I'll, and I'll even go so far as to say, if you're not black and you don't share in the African-American experience and you're trying to punch into it from the outside, there's a lot of, like, code. And and mm. it, it like anything, I think it, it rewards the careful, conscientious viewing of it because it's, it has so many deep themes of storytelling. Yeah. And in some cases, yeah. things that we haven't seen before on TV. Yeah. And yes, and on top of that, he's also Lando fucking Calrissian. That yeah. I just don't think in, in 1983... <laughs> 
Somebody couldn't have had that trajectory. Maybe even in 2003, you couldn't have had that trajectory. But at the same time, I do get it. And I think he's earned it. I think he's quite literally that good at it. I mean, and I'm assuming assuming you do too. Well, I agree with most of what you said, pretty much all of what you said. The guy's clearly a polymath. Childish Gambino is more than just an ego trip. Like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to make it in music as well. I'm going to be a hip hop. You know, like Jamie Foxx tried that, right? Like 15 years ago. And I'm like, really? Come on. Like, you're a good actor, but get over yourself. Community was fine. I mean, I thought he was a perfectly acceptable utility player in a sitcom. He didn't stand out to me. Uh, I think Atlanta's great. I think Childish Gambino, you know, I'm no R&B and hip hop expert, but clearly this guy knows what he's doing. This is America, I think is stunning. And and uh, the Childish Gambino song I really loved is Redbone, which I guess oh, yeah. was a hit a couple years ago. It's totally R&B. There's really almost nothing hip hop about it, but it's a really great song. It's funk, I mean, man. Guy's, it's, it's funk. He, like, he yeah, this guy's, to... this guy's on top of it. The asterisk I will give, and this is just me being a little nasty is uh, i don't think he's a very good stand-up the, his stand-up uh stuff i watched was clearly an extension of his uh community role like he was the same he was like the lovable cad who i'm a black person that doesn't scare white people so like watching his stand-up act you know he's not bad but he's like the best guy at the open mic i, I i'm grading him on the curve of being impressed with atlanta and being impressed with childish gambino and i think it's pretty weak but whatever, you know, I mean, even him pretty weak as stand-up is still way better than most stand-ups, 90% of stand-ups probably. So that's that's nitpicking. There are certain people in the world who are amazing talents and you just have to accept that they're going to strike gold with most things they touch and, and be in awe of them. And like you said, be thankful that they're out there doing it because our culture is better for it. Yeah, we, I, like, I like, we need him at the battlements. That's oh, like, we totally you, do. You totally need guys do. like him who to, to counteract all the, uh, I'm sorry to say it, to, you know, all the, the the sort of Kardashian, Andy Cohen type stuff that has yeah. suffused so much of pop culture. A- a- absolutely. Uh, I like what you say about Atlanta. Like, it takes a lot of attention. I actually, when I watch Atlanta, I have the subtitles on because they speak in so much like, this is going to sound terrible, inner city patchois. I-, I-, I mean, I'll sketch the plot really briefly. So so Glover plays Urn, and he's a guy in his 20s in Atlanta. And I mean, I'm only like seven episodes in, so maybe they say more. The implication is that he was, you know, he grew up, you know, not poverty stricken but lower middle class and he went to princeton i guess he dropped out so i think the implication is you know he was the smartest guy around he was he was the nerdy guy in the community and he managed to go to princeton but he couldn't pull it together because he's a loser and his parents like won't let him in the house because he took so much of their money and he can't hold a job and he has a baby with his girlfriend and she barely tolerates him so basically he's hanging out with his cousin who is both a a rising rapper and a drug dealer and he's like hey i want to manage you he sees that as his ticket and he's just everyone's a loser in this scenario and Ern can't get up off the mat but you know it's mostly his own fault I was saying to you before we started recording, one of the things I like about this is it's a comedy, but it's in the whole, uh, I mean, the the Black Lives Matter milieu and the inescapability of being a low-income African-American in modern America. All these things are just like in the background and understood. And they're not the central focus of every plot. They're just part of this world. And we accept this is the way this is. And and you're able to carve out comedy in it. So I think Atlanta's great. And This Is America is very provocative. It does kind of make, I told you this, it kind of makes me sad. I mean, apart from the obvious, it makes me sad because it points out violence and racism. But like everyone seems to be puzzling it out. And I love it, but I don't find it subtle. I think its message is really clear. 
the idea of the black man acting like a clown, which was a the minstrel piccaninny mm. kind of thing of old um, old entertainment, you know. And, and I mean, I thought that was an understood trope to a lot of people, and he's kind of bringing that back and commenting on it and playing on it. And I guess people don't talk about it and forgot about it, but I yeah, I still no, I, in I, school, I, so it's. I, it's still at the front of my mind whenever people talk about you know people don't black, white know, relations in this country. People don't understand how simple things like government works. People don't understand simple civic yeah. concepts that we once took for granted. And it's like I don't think anybody has any idea unless you put the scholarship into it what the minstrel uh, trope is. I think it's yeah. lo- I mean it's uh, certainly amongst white people it's definitely lost. People don't understand. But hey, I'll blow your mind now about Atlanta. Yeah. By the way. Um, yes, so the guy, the actor who plays um, Alfred Paperboy, uh, yes. Brian Brian Tyree Henry, who does such a great job on that show. I mean, it's yeah, like that's the rapper, by the way, the, the, the Ern's cousin, who's the up and coming rapper. If if that guy wasn't like made in a factory to be that role, I'd be surprised. Yeah, it's, it's like he was like drop forward really from great. like molten steel into that because he's so <laughs> perfect. Now it's weird. I. You just think these, you know, where these actors come from. How do you get this? It's like it, it's almost like the landscape grew him and then deposited him into the show because it's so natural. But he's YSD, you know, he's Yale School of Drama, just like everybody else. He was opening day cast, Book of Mormon, as General Buttfuck Naked, the really Ugandan awesome. general. That, awesome. He is a stage guy who does song and dance on top of everything else. That's, That's how great. versatile he is. Brian Tyree Henry is insane. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. Why is this subject popular with America right well, now? Donald Glover has chosen very smart projects from the point of view of giving the people what they want. Um, I mean, Community in the 30 Rock vein, those types of shows. I mean, whenever Community debuted 10 years ago or whatever, that was the hot thing. So he rode that rocket. Um, Those shows were what people were hungering for at the time. Now, you know, he sees the political moment and he he jumps on it in an impressive, entertaining way with Childish Gambino and with Atlanta. Community in Atlanta, you you can't really think of two very different, two shows that are more different other than both being half-hour comedies. Atlanta, I think, is of its time now. People want the mix of pure entertainment and politics. And, you know, 10 years ago, they wanted community, something more on the side of pure entertainment with the little touches of surrealism and self-awareness. He has found projects that are very of the moment. You know, on top of all this guy's all this all this guy's other talents, like he's got that Will Smith thing of knowing exactly what people want and jumping on top of it. He knows the market. He's not just the savant who just does his thing and relies on Svengali's to push him in front of people. He's a guy who chooses projects in a very savvy way. And he's a talented guy, you know, something we, anytime we talk about something on the show that we like, it's like, look, this is, these are the good things. This is the cream rising to the top. This is, people are, I've, I've always said it, people are smart enough that if you give them quality and you give them a chance to understand it, they will more often than not, reward it and keep coming back to it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, people like it because it's good. That's a positive way of saying it. But they also like it because it's, you know, it's what he, he has very wisely gone for what people are hungering for in the moment. To me, it's just as simple as somebody being just about the best at what they do, being yeah. rewarded for it. But then there's also a canniness on top of that where, I mean, that week, I, I proposed that we do this, I think it was two weeks ago, right after SNL came out. Because if, you, if you're looking at the trajectory of a single seven-day 
you know, work week for this guy. He has, he's got SNL. The numbers on SNL were crazy. It was actually a really good episode. He did an incredible job on it. He released the song live as the musical number. Uh, this is America came out. That was the first time anybody heard it was on SNL. And it blasts off. And, you know, knowing that he's got Lando Calrissian coming like in two weeks after that, it seemed like, like what a smart bunch of things to put together. Having all this timing set up so that he was able to not just prosper inside SNL as a, as a good guest host. And I have no doubt that he even punched up some of those sketches that he was in too. I can't see how he wouldn't wouldn't have done that. He's using the moment wisely yeah. on top of that. Not not just doing the good thing, but also doing the timely thing. Where this, this is America comes out exactly between school shootings, exactly between black men being thrown out of Starbucks, exactly at the right moment where he is using his fame in a very entertaining and lucrative way, but also to say yeah. something wholly substantive to just about everybody. Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine who would not get some juicy, nutritious, you know, meal from oh, his work. On. You know exactly who wouldn't get it. Okay, but I'm saying nobody we want to the, deal the, with. You know what 35% of the country does not get this and is offended by this. Sure, and I don't acknowledge them, and I don't think they're. I don't no. think it's valid. Unfortunately, I think that... we have to acknowledge them because they're the reason <laughs> our country sucks these days. And they're the bulk of our listeners, too. I will be fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Really? <laughs> not not after some of the stuff I've said about our but yeah, I, I, leadership. It's just like but. this is this is not a par- this is not a, some kind of weird paradox of, of why is this guy good at it? Part of the thing about being suspicious inside IE about childish Gambino is you know, I don't know if I've ever actually said this on the show or if this is when we talk about a lot of like hip hop and I think I know what I like, but I don't necessarily know what's good. And I, there's a distinction there. So like, I, you know, some of my friends are like, they just talk about the orthodoxy of hip hop and they, they go on and on about, you know, like obscure catalogs, like they're record label geeks in terms of here's a ranking of the best of all time. And here's the absolute Bible on who does this the best. I don't know that. I can't say for sure. And maybe I can't even say that about other forms of music other than maybe prog rock from England in the 70s. So I couldn't tell you whether he's releasing his Childish Gambino stuff up front, all those mixtapes, and whether or not, oh yeah, this guy has the DNA of being one of the best of all time. And what we're seeing is the him working through the building of voice. What I'm hearing at this stage is a fully formed artist who went through his throat clearing and went through his auditions, and he, you know, he's making completely slick work. Like you said, like Redbone. Redbone is an incredible song. It was, I, on the, it was on the Get Out soundtrack. It was all timely. It was just about everything for the moment. You know? I, I listened to, I think the song was called Sweatpants. Yeah. Which yeah. is a Childish Gambino song for, you know, definitely more rap than R&B. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm no expert, but I was actually, like, stunned by the quality of his rhyming. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, right, exactly. And, and I feel like if it gets me, it must be really good. I mean, that's how I felt about Kanye when we listened to him a few weeks ago. Yes, that's that's a great point. Watching haters wonder why Gambino got the game. Yeah. Half tied thicky, all she want to do is bank. Yeah. Got her head done, French braids, now she ASAP. Bino so insensitive, she asking why you say that. Bad, I'm chilling, yeah. real nigga. Rich kid, asshole, paint me as a villain. Would you have liked this if you were a kid now? So if you were in your 20s now and your teens now, would you like Donald Glover more? Would you like him less? Would you, you know, how would you feel about him? It would have been, no, perfect Venn diagram of all the things I like. I think that I'd have a bigger hip-hop diet than, today I'd have a bigger hip-hop diet than when I was a kid. And if you put that, you factored it in there, I would see this guy who is both Earn and he's Lando, and he's childish, and he's Troy. Uh, you're talking about all these things, which are signature alls. Yeah, my hair would have been blown back. My socks would have just, you know, fired right off my ankles. It would have been crazy. He is exactly the kind of guy 
who has that versatility. And not only that, but he also shows up in all the things I have my eyeballs on. You know, did you see The Martian? Like, I, I forget this. Just I didn't along... see that. I guess he was in that, huh? Yeah, I forget along the way. It's like this 2015, three years ago now, but I'm watching The Martian. It's like, oh, holy shit. Donald Glover on top of everything else. I mean, granted, 2015, it's it's before Atlanta. It's in his, his community interregnum. You know, he's doing Childish Gambino. He's doing stand-up. I guess he's testing a lot of things out, but he shows up and he plays this great role in a movie you don't expect to see him in. And he quits himself as a character actor, as any smarty pants, smarty, smarty, smarty pants guy should be able to do. If you know how to do your craft, you're ready to go. Also, you know what would have been cool? And we, we didn't mention the Spider-Man angle on all this, too, that Brian Michael oh, yeah, Bendis yeah. thing. Where, you know, he was uh, trying to do a whisper campaign to get that Andrew Garfield role, Mark Webb movies. Yeah. And who knows what that would have been like, or even if Sony... Apparently he said Sony didn't yeah. even seriously consider him. No, of course not. They weren't going to do that then. I mean, maybe now, but then they were not going to have a black Spider-Man. But now now he's just too old. I mean, when he was in Spider-Man... Well, Homecoming, no, no, I mean, I mean, maybe they'd have a black guy now. Oh, yes, yes. Not Donald Glover now. I think you'll see a Miles Morales in the next, uh, definitely next decade or so. You'll see a Miles Morales character. Miles Morales is a black kid who becomes Spider-Man. Yeah, so so he would have been Spider-Man or Spider-Man adjacent. The fact that Donald Glover gives a shit enough about comic books to even get up in there too would have endeared him greatly to me. If you would have told me in 1990 that, I don't know, fucking Skeet Ulrich or whoever was a fan in 1990 like comic books... I would have been like, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. You know, he's yeah, he's, so he's out. There. He he read X Force X Force number one. He's got the poly bags, well, the trading cards. So, how would you how would you have related with this guy's uh, output? Well, when you were I, I mean, I think like you, like I, I never liked hip hop as a kid, but I probably like it more now because there's a different variety. I might really like Childish Gambino, Kanye kind of thing. You know, I would have seen Donald Glover as someone to aspire to because I had my own uh, delusions, perhaps of. I was going to be, you know, in college I worshipped Orson Welles. You know, I was going to be the, the wonderkind master of, of so many different forms as an entertainer. Um, you know, obviously it didn't work out that way. So I would have seen Donald Glover as, as, a, as a role model. Uh, aspired to be like him. I definitely have different feelings about him, but I'd appreciate his work. I'd love his work. I'm sure I'd think Atlanta's great, and I'd probably like Community a lot more. That was the kind of comedy I really liked as a kid. I mean, I know that kind of comedy didn't really exist, but like kind of brainy, ironic, playing with the form thing. So yeah, I'd be so into him. I mean, hardcore. But then again, it's it's hard to know. I mean, I, I, I lived, at least when I was a teenager, I lived in a very white world. So it's possible, like, the black world would have turned me off a little. Sorry, I'm just scared of the future. Till 2005, I got your back, we can do this. Hold up. No matter what you say or what you do, when I'm alone, I'd rather be with you. Fuck these other niggas, I'll be right by your side. Till 2005. I don't know. I mean, is there any aspect of the Donald Glover phenomenon that heralds the impending end of human civilization <laughs> no i i mean if it if it wipes away the haters and the monsters off the map then i'm all for it but i mean yeah. if anything this guy is saving so much of pop culture by being excellent and by being so idiosyncratic about what he does imagine imagining selling america 
on a pop image, a pop video image. It's a very slickly Hero Mirai directed video for This Is America. Something wait, so wait, wait, what else is that guy? That guy's directed some episodes of Atlanta, right? The director of This Is America. Well, he, is right? the, he is the guy. He's the visual director of Atlanta. Okay. Uh, okay. But he's, he was like, he's kind of like a Hype Williams type guy who came up doing right. videos for people in the early 2000s. Yeah, I think that his visual output, the very distinctive thumbprint of Donald Glover's visual output is twinned with the uh, marriage to Hiro Marai as the visual guy directing it, the DP and the sort of director. And that's part of the success right now is you're watching this guy uh, prosper from having the right colleagues around him. You know, he's picking the right people to do projects with. That's not an answer to the apocalypse question. No, this isn't, this isn't an apocalypse. It's an apocalypse for bad art. And <laughs> as far as I know, he's, he's just he's one of the good guys on our side in the culture conf. And uh, I'm happy right. to have him there. And I feel like he's doing work that I could never do. And nor could I have forecast somebody would be doing. But I'm so glad he's out there doing it. All right. So in terms of this being a sound of the apocalypse, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Like, it's not. This is a good thing. I mean, I do worry a little about the more these things are talked about, the more the crazy people will get even crazier. But, you know fuck them. So, you know, we need to move in this direction and I guess we got to figure out a way to deal with them. But no, nah, this is a good thing. Paper boy, paper boy, always about that paper boy. If you ain't on your grind and you flexing, use a hater boy. Paper boy, paper boy, always getting paper boy. If you ain't making money, then you ain't a money. I think this is completely appropriate, Noah. Is oh, your, is, I agree. Is your like, is your dislike, is your affinity for this based in jealousy? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, in an early episode, we talked about Jimmy Fallon. And I talked about how uh, how um, uh, jealous I was of him. But the difference is, and I'm very jealous of Donald Glover, but the difference is part of what pissed me off about Jimmy Fallon is I think he's virtually talentless. I mean, whatever. He's, uh, but Donald Glover's very good. And I'm jealous in the sense of, you know, I wish I would be a polymath like this. And I, I didn't attempt to be a rapper, but I attempted to be... I would have loved to have been on Community and created my own TV show and hosted Saturday Night Live. That was a huge dream of mine growing up. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally jealous of him. You know, I'd like to think I've experienced some emotional growth and that I can be jealous of him and at the same time appreciate his talent, appreciate his genius, congratulate him on his success, all that. Oh, and I would have loved to have been in a Star Wars movie, too. Sure, that would have been great. I would have loved to have played Spider-Man. I mean, he didn't play Spider-Man, but I would love people want me to play Spider-Man. I'm totally jealous of this dude. I have grown, my friend. It's not yeah. all sour grapes. <laughs> I stand by my opinion that Jimmy Fallon sucks, but no, it's, I'm it jealous is, of him. Donald Glover it, does not suck, and I'm jealous of him as well. So it's a slightly different form of jealousy. I think it's God's work to be jealous of those who are worth being jealous of. Yeah, uh, all right. You all know, right. like he has earned it. This guy, he yeah, has not earned yeah, envy, yeah. but he's earned he, he's earned jealousy for sure just because, well, look, there's nothing I've done. You know, me and Donald Glover don't have any overlap in anything we've ever done. I've never tried to be a rapper. I was never trying to be a comedy writer. I was never trying to do any of those things. And yet seeing someone who was just obviously in the womb gifted – and all he needed to do was was craft and skill and and rehearse and train to make that into a finely edged weapon. Is uh, it's it's a thing of beauty, but it's also this idea that man, you know what? You had this from the start. We weren't doing the same thing, and somehow you got a good break, and I didn't. It's just that you were already eminent. Your eminence was preeminent. Yeah. Uh, and and <laughs> not only that, but we, we haven't even talked about how how fucking handsome the guy is. It's like you know he performs without a shirt <laughs> on enough. most of the time. Yes. Yeah. He's, a, he's like, a good looking dude. Yeah. He's, he's a good looking dude. 
dude. It's like yeah, on top of everything he's, else, he's just like so slick. And there's no like, where's the yeah. downside? Unless he's like and, a and raging he's a, manic depressive or a bulimic. Like, what's and the he's a good actor this? in that. Earn does not come off as a. I mean, Earn looks like a, a bit. I mean, other than the fact that the character is a loser, you know, I don't think he'd turn head. I mean, he's still a good-looking guy, but like, he just looks pathetic, right? Mm-hmm. He just looks like a dork. I mean, it's kind of amazing, like, Earn and the guy in the This Is America video are the same guy, probably just, like, a year apart. Yeah, well, Earn, Earn is, um, is a guy who, who is, uh, the water is, like, up to his nose. Yeah. It's interesting that he's so but, but it's But it's largely his own fault. I mean, yes, he's in a world that's hard to get out of, but he's a loser. He makes bad decisions. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I want to know why he dropped out of Princeton. I bet... You know, it was not institutional racism. I bet he fucked up. You know, you know I'll, I'll spoil this to you because spoil it's not it a for spoiler. me. Okay. He, it yeah. never, it never recurs. Okay. Uh, in fact, Princeton, other than the um, pilot of Atlanta, is only brought up one other time, and All it was right. only like in the penultimate episode, well, of season season I, uh, two. I imagine Donald and Stephen Glover have a backstory in their heads. Yes, and I like to think it's not institutional racism. It's earned fucked up. This is yeah, Earn's I have, fault. I have that no doubt. Out. That's and that's what they want it to be, and that's yeah. that's how it works. Actually, it 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 functions and it services the story, and it's appropriate for the character. And that to the point that you know they don't need to say that, but what you're saying is yeah. axiomatic. You absolutely yeah. know that while watching it, and that's why it's good TV. That's why it's good storytelling. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's good looking too. Apparently, he's not married, but he has a quote partner, and they have. Two very young children. So yes, sorry, yeah. ladies. Sorry, he ladies. Straight. He is straight. So I guess partner. They're not married, so you never know. That's Maybe true. He's, 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 he's only thirty-four, man. He's only thirty-four. It's disgusting. It's unnatural. It's unnatural. Yeah, is but what it is. come on. When I was 18, 34 did not. There was no only attached to thirty-four. I Unless know. You're but, running but, for president or something. But for the list of accomplishments, for the the amount of things he's got going for him, the yeah. the thirty-four part is extremely uh, poignant. Just because. Hey, it's like, when man, I when I said I idolized Orson Welles, part of it was like he had Citizen Kane, War of the Worlds, The Shadow, all these things. By the time he was like twenty-five, sick. of course, then he then he destroyed his life with you know booze and food and egomania but transformers yeah yeah transformers he destroyed his life with transformers <laughs> santa claus the movie or right. orson wells okay. <laughs> well, i think that brings us to a close we, yes. we've effectively pondered the enigma of donald glover and we have we've found we've we've we're pleased by what we see and we're yes, we're happy we're to we share the it. gospel we get it we get it, we get we it get absolutely it. All right, so look into the annals of past episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It, gmail.com. Visit I Don't Get It Podcast. Go on iTunes, give us a review. Look for me on Twitter at William Scurry. I'm very entertaining. Very yeah, entertaining. Oh, extremely I, I, entertaining. I need extremely. followers. I'm, I'm picking oh my up my God. Twitter brand. And uh, YouTube, AM Caesar. That's where you'll find me, Noah Tarno. What about you, buddy? Bigquizthing.com, corporate and private trivia events nationwide. Just, I'm going to Portland next month. Never never done an event in Portland before. Portland, Oregon, not Maine. Mm-hmm. You know, Portland, Oregon was named for Portland, Maine. Did you know that? Uh, no, I did not know that. Yeah. The two founders of Portland, Oregon, one was from Portland, Maine, one was from Boston. And they, like, flipped a coin or something to see who they were going to name it after. They almost named it, like, West Boston. Anyway. I'm full of trivia factoids. Kind of what you get when you hire my friends. This is what you get. I'm on Twitter at Big Quiz Thing. Trivia questions all the time. Sign up for our trivia mailing list. Uh, And I'm at uh, at Noah Tarno. uh, Various nonsense. Nothing really important. But, you know, 
boost my ego. Follow me. Cost you. You should uh, uh, give give back to him. Will you? He give gives you so back, much. Everybody, give back to America. Uh, <laughs> okay. So and hey, suggest topics. Always looking for new topics. We're uh, you know we got some ideas, but always looking for more. We love. All it. All right. I guess that's it, my friend. All right. Until next time, we definitely get it. We're all over it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises, 2018.